Are you bored living a mediocre life? We were too, and we know how to change that. Each week, we'll leave our comfort zones to explore a new topic, then step onto our soapboxes, a safe space to sound off on our latest adventure. Come explore with us. All opinions are welcome. This is a mindset. This is a lifestyle. This is Siren Soapbox. Hello and welcome fellow explorers. Thank you for diving in. Our mission is to get you and ourselves out of our comfort zone and to explore. And we wanna take you along with us. Find out how by going to sirensoapbox.com. Click dive in and explore to learn more. Can't keep up with everything that the sirens are reading? We have an idea for you. It's a tool many of us use, Audible. So why not learn something new while you're stuck in traffic, working out, or wrapping presents? Go to www.audibletrial.com slash sirensoapbox to receive a one-month trial, and you'll get a free credit and full access to all of the amazing audiobooks Audible has to offer. They even have a reminder before your trial is up, so there is no risk in stepping outside your comfort zone and exploring. Today, we're exploring the world of private investigation. And no, we don't mean your friends cyber-stalking your potential new beau type of investigation. We're talking about the real deal. In order to do a proper deep dive on the topic, each siren took a private investigator class. Stay tuned to find out which skill they learned. Then we read both Ash Kane novels by Dr. Ian K. Smith, The Unspoken, and the newest addition to this thrilling series, Wolf Point. The Sirens felt so connected to these characters that we thought it would be fun to soapbox about each character as a famous actor or actress. <laughs> so who would you cast to play Ash Kane, the sidekick mechanic, Caroline, or Carolina, Julia, and Burke? Any other characters you pictured? And what PI skills did you learn that you saw reflected in Ash Kane's actions and practices? If at any time the conversation gets too intense, the safe word is... First up on her soapbox is Murph. I will start by saying that I was very sad when the world lost Sue Grafton because I love her Kinsey Malone series so much. I didn't think I'd ever find another PI series that was as good. And then along comes Dr. Ian blowing my mind with his first two Ash Kane novels. Whoa, that man can write. Okay, so here is who I would cast as a few main characters if the Ash Kane series were to come to life. Ash Kane would be played by Dr. Ian himself. He's the only person I pictured in this role as I read both books. Mechanic would be played by Machine Gun Kelly. He's small but mighty and has such a remarkable presence. Carolina Espinoza would be played by Stephanie Beatrice, who may be most famous for her role as Detective Rosa Diaz in my favorite, but now canceled sitcom, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's beautiful and tiny, but not petite, which may cast her out, but I stand by that decision. (laughs) Julia Cartwright would be played by Tyra Banks because she's beautiful, and I don't really know much about Julia's character, other than I think, what, she has loopy handwriting? And then... Detective Burke would be played by Charlie Hunnam, who led the gang Sons of Anarchy in the TV in that TV series. I think he could fit the role as grumpy detective. I was going to choose James Remar, and he played Harry Morgan, who is Dexter's adoptive father on the series Dexter, but he's pushing 70, and I'm pretty sure Burke would have been long retired. 
Uh, Sara, <laughs> tell us who you would cast for these roles. <laughs> well, who would I cast as Ash? Well, Shamar Moore, of course. I mean, he's just dishy, and that's who I pictured when I was reading the books. Uh, Carolina clearly needs to be played by Halle Berry. I mean, beautiful, right? Now, I think I got this completely wrong, and this is a problem that I have. When I'm reading a book, I picture who I think is playing, is, I, I picture the character, and sometimes I get it completely wrong. But the entire time, every time I picture mechanic, I was picturing Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, I realize that that's completely wrong. He's not exactly small, but I just pictured somebody that was barreling in and could take care of business. That's Dwayne, right? Uh, the gruff Commander Burke, he felt like a Samuel Jackson kind of guy to me. Uh, that bleep Julia, I didn't get a good feel for her, maybe because she annoyed me from the beginning. So I'm not <laughs> sure who I would cast as her. Um, beyond all that, I just want to say that I totally love both of these Ash Kane detective novels. And not just because of the mystery and intrigue. I enjoyed how Dr. Ian developed his characters, making me really care about them all. I also enjoyed how he learned so much about Chicago, the city and its politics, and not to mention the yummy food. We really got to know Ash, even the darker side. Now I do like a dark side, but I was a little bit surprised by this aspect of the story. And I'm still not sure how I feel about that yet. Um, now, well, I know we didn't talk about this. Not many people have, but uh, quitting my job to become a full-time private, I wasn't really an option, but I did decide to pick locks. Um, I sent away for a lockpick set and watched several YouTube videos. One very good one done by the lockpicking lawyer. It was a total blast. And I am proud to say that I was successful in learning how to pick locks. And as you'll be able to see from the pictures that I'm sure will be on the blog, I got the whole family into it. And I cannot wait for the next Ash K novel. I mean, there has to be another one, right? Right? So Jess, who is going to play in the... Uh, TV, is it going to be a mini series or movie for your Ash Kane books? Oh. Man, I didn't think about that. We could totally do a mini series. I mean, I do love Law and Order, so <laughs> all of them. But I did, I loved the books. Dr. Ian got me totally hooked from the start. Every time I started a book, I couldn't stop. Each of them, I think I finished in a couple of days. If I were to make a movie from these books, I would cast either will smith or idris elba i couldn't decide between the two because they're both smart and funny this is assuming that dr ian does not want to act in his own movie because he's actually who i pictured from the start as this character so for julia i would cast lena Headey. she's beautiful but can be mean for carolina i would cast zoe saldana she is exotic and she knows what she wants very sassy Mechanic would have to be Joe Mangianello. He's huge and intimidating and dangerous. I mean, he played a werewolf, so that's who I pictured. I didn't get the whole compact thing, so apparently I missed that part. For Burke, my first thought was Val Kilmer. Uh, I know that he's older, but if he had to be a gruff, intimidating cop, that's who I pictured. Unfortunately, Val Kilmer is... Um, 
has had cancer and he can't speak anymore. So I moved on to Alec Baldwin. I thought he would be a very good Burke. He can be gruff and do what he wants. I also pictured some of the rich society women as the ladies of Steel Magnolias, just kind of that <laughs> high society type. But overall, I did enjoy reading the books and then watching some videos on becoming a PI and seeing the parallels. Dr. Ian did a great job with his research and described everything as if you were right there alongside him, maybe in the back of mechanic's car. <laughs> so, Elsie, who's your leading man? Well, I got to say this right off the bat, just to get it out of the way. I was pretty self-serving with my PI choice and I picked photography for private investigation from a company called NITA. I figured I'd learn something new about my drone photography business too along the way. I didn't learn anything, but more on that later because I want to talk about how amazing the Ashcane novels are. Y'all, Dr. Ian is so talented. When we read Fastburn, I learned so much and you can really tell that he knows what he's talking about. And I am blown away that such a skilled doctor can also paint such a mysterious story and in a completely different field of private investigation. So in Wolf Point where Ash is driving the path that the victim took and reviewing all the cameras and angles, that part really stuck out for me from the class that I took and the research was spot on. I love Ash's curious nature and not taking for granted any piece of evidence just because you've seen it before. There's always more. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words. As far as the casting, I gotta go with the rest of the sirens and say I'd cast Dr. Ian as Ash too. And that's just who I was picturing the entire time while I was listening to the books. Uh, it was hard to digest in some scenes involving rats in the unspoken because Dr. Ian seems so kind, but well, you'll just have to read the books to figure that one out. For Carolina, I picked J-Lo, and when I see read, I read them on Audible, and the narrator kept pronouncing her as Catalina, and I just had always envisioned J-Lo um, because the name was mis mispronounced, I guess. And the doctor that helped Ash in Wolf Point, I pictured as Danny DeVito. I kind of went rogue with some of these at the end. Um, and again, the narrator gave him a very Danny DeVito type voice. And then the girl that was getting drugs from Antoine holding the dog, that was kind of Valley, totally a Paris Hilton type is what I was picturing. <laughs> so I can't recall the breed of dog for Stryker, but I pictured it as either a King Charles Spaniel or a Boston Terrier. And with that, Detective Siren TC, what's your new skill? My new sleuthy skill is the art of interviewing and interrogation. I read a book, We Get Confessions by Albert Joseph. And it's, he's a very salty old captain, and it was really good. And then I also took a course on the technique of interviewing and interrogation. It's the read method which was recommended to me by somebody on the island here who is in um, police work, but also has some FBI background. So that was a lot of fun. But on to the book. This was a book I could not put down. Actually, both books in the Ash Kane series were difficult to put down. I wasn't sure what to expect when I opened the cover of The Unspoken, the first Ash King book. I know Dr. Ian from his diet books and from our podcast, so I figured whatever he created was likely to be high quality. I definitely did not expect chapter 27 of The Unspoken, 
when I finished this chapter, I just set the book in my lap and uttered, what? I picked up my phone and sent a message to the sirens. Whoa, that was a surprise. WTF? Dino, sitting next to me, of course, asked what was wrong. So I told him some of the background and read the entire chapter out loud to him. And he just said, wow, where did that come from? If you're curious what caused all the shock, check out the book yourself. The characters in the book are colorful and easy to like. Well, most of them. Now that I've finished Wolf Point, the second book in the series, I miss the characters and I wonder what they're up to. I'm impatiently waiting for book three. So it was a lot of fun to research who I think should play these people. I went through both books looking for introductions to the characters and made notes of the descriptions. Strange sidebar, Dr. Ian spends more time describing Carolina's clothes and food than he does her. <laughs> who would I cast to play the main characters of the book? Ash Kane, no surprise here. I pictured Dr. Ian the entire time I read the book which was fun to do, actually. So, of course, Dr. Ian must play the part of Ash Kane. Dimitri Mechanic Kowalski, an even six feet and all hard muscle. Though it describes him as having a compact body, I pictured The Rock being Ash Kane's intimidating sidekick. Commander Rory Burke, a gruff ex-bodybuilding Irish cop, played by Gerard Butler. Carolina Espinoza, a very delicate eater, high cheekbones, nice legs, olive complexion, likes Mexican street food, played by either Jessica Alba or Jennifer Lopez. Julia Cartwright ran away to Paris with a stockbroker. Julia will be played by Emma Watson. Hmm. Dr. Wendell Kane, I added, Ash's father, played by Denzel Washington. <laughs> Another reason I love this book is that in one of our earliest episodes, each of the sirens had to describe where we saw the podcast in a year. One thing I predicted was that people would send us things to explore. And at our one year anniversary mark, we learned that Dr. Ian was sending each of us a copy of his newest book, Wolf Point. So now Dr. Ian is officially a significant part of Siren Soapbox history. <laughs> Dr. Ian K. Smith is the number one New York Times bestselling author of Shred, The Revolutionary Diet, as well as Super Shred, The Big Results Diet, Blast to Sugar Out, The Clean 20, and many other books with millions of copies in print. Dr. Smith's critically acclaimed novel, The Blackbird Papers, was a recipient of the 2005 BCALA Literary Award. His other highly praised novels include The Ancient Nine, The Unspoken, and Wolf Point. Dr. Smith is a graduate of Harvard, Columbia, and the University of Chicago's Pritzker School of Medicine. He has written for Time, Newsweek, Men's Fitness, and the New York Daily News. Dr. Smith has served on the boards of the President's Council on Fitness, Sports, and Nutrition, the American Council on Exercise, the New York Mission Society, the Prevent Cancer Foundation, the New York Council for the Humanities, and the Maya Angelou Center for Health Equity. He's kind of busy. He served as the solo host of the nationally syndicated Emmy award-winning television show, The Doctors, and is a longtime medical contributor to Emmy award-winning The Rachel Ray Show. His podcast, Conversations with Dr. Ian Smith, is popular and informative. Dr. Ian joined the Sirens for episode 29 of Siren Soapbox, Fast Burn, back in June. We did not expect to fall in love with him, but his charm and his smile immediately won us over. We are so excited to have 
the man who does with words what Rachel Ray does with food, join us for this episode of Siren Soapbox. Please welcome Dr. Ian K. Smith. <laughs> welcome welcome to the show. <laughs> Wow, that is such an amazing introduction. And I mean, I usually don't like hearing stuff about myself. You guys uh, are so intimate with it and it feels okay to listen to. Uh, usually I'm like, <laughs> cut, cut it off, cut it off. Um, but no, I, I really, um, as a novelist, um, it's really exciting to be able to get this kind of feedback from people who are well-read and well-versed. Um, you know, we as novelists work in a vacuum by ourselves very often, uh, usually late at night or early in the morning. And it's the little music in the background, the dog and the uh, computer screen with a blinker, uh, the cursor blinking at us. And so you never know when you're creating these things, how people are going to receive it. In fact, I don't read my reviews because I feel like the reviews aren't really going to help me. I, I got to kind of do what I do. But to hear from you guys that you really enjoyed the novels and you got what I was trying to give you, uh, as an author of an, an, a novelist, it just, it's very rewarding. And it's, it's actually very inspirational. You talk about book three. Yes, book three is already written. Uh, and the oh, fact it's ready to go. Um, and the fact that you say that you miss the characters and you wonder what they're up to, that's exactly what authors of a series want to have. They want you to, even the odious characters, uh, they still want you to think about those characters and what was happening. So I appreciate you guys for having me back on. Yeah, we are so grateful to have you. So we did hear that this, that the Ash Kane series is going to be, is it going to be a television series or? Yeah, it's going to be a TV series, which is why I was taking copious notes of who you guys uh, <laughs> from the casting. Yes. Um, are you going to play, rock- are you going to play Ash Kane? No, my goodness, my family would go crazy. They would never approve of that. They think it's so corny. And I'm like, they would never think of me doing anything other than what I do. So I don't want to hear their, I don't want to hear them chirping at me. But I will say, if someone said I had a magic, if I could have a magic wand and come back in another life, I would like to be an actor. I think acting is fun. I think it's, it's, it's exciting to be in a different world and to play something that you can't be in real life. So yes, I would wish I could be Ash Kane. Um, but you know, I have to tell you guys, I had a development call today actually. Um, uh, BET Plus and BET Networks are going to produce Ash Kane. So they're gonna do it on the streaming service and they're gonna do it on TV. Um, and we had a development call today about it. And let me just say, uh, it's very interesting when you author a novel and you create the story, and then the TV people get their hands on. <laughs> so, you know, there's a great story, guys. J.D. Salinger, author of The Catcher, Catcher in the Rhyme and other great books, J.D. Salinger actually put into his will that none of his books can ever be made into TV shows or into films. Um, and everyone thought everyone thought that weird. I mean, those think about it. Catcher in the Rhyme is one of the most popular books in modern history, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't want anyone touching his stories. And after my development call today, <laughs> I now have a better understanding. I'm still happy I did it. I'm really excited about it. And we're going to make a great TV show. But I can kind of understand now why J.D. Salinger said, uh-uh. Because when you write a story and a book, and it's your, it's totally your creation, 
And then other people start saying, yeah, but maybe this should happen and that should happen. You have to really detach yourself as the creator and go along with it, which I've done, by the way. I've, and I told them on the call today, guys, I wrote the book the way I wanted to. I'm fine with it. You want to change things for TV. That's how the medium is. But anyway, it's just interesting. You mentioned the TV show. We had that talk today. And um, it's Hollywood's very interesting. Let me just say that. <laughs> so I have a question. I wonder, we, we experienced that with another um, author that, that we had on that had a made for TV off of one of her books. I wonder, that whole chapter 27, that's when we were kind of, I don't know, it's when I realized there was this little, hopefully this isn't too much of a spoiler, but a slight vigilante side. Do you think you'll lose that in the production? And so what I'm wondering is, where there'll be, where, where there are peas and peanut butter <laughs> and bacon. Is that going to be in the show? So guys, I got to tell you something. So honestly, I don't know how I came up with that. I have no idea. It's very diabolical and I'm not a diabolical person by nature. But sometimes when you're sitting there, things just pop into your head as a writer. And I was just trying to think of how I could do what I wanted to do, which I won't spoil. What, how could I do what I wanted to do in a way that was kind of vicious, but, you know, kind of clever and creative. So that's how that scene happened. Um, but, you know, the beauty of streaming services, guys, is that you can be edgy. You can do almost anything on streaming. And that's why I love streaming services, because, you know, no offense to the major networks, but I feel like the networks are always, it's always so polished. Like everything is perfect. The lines are cliche, but when you do streaming services, there's some edge, you know, it's raw, it has a raw feel to it. So I'm excited um, to be able to have that scene um, shown because I think it'd be a really, really good scene. <laughs> I'm excited for that too, Dr. Ian. <laughs> I think oh, we were all a little concerned about you, Dr. Ian. <laughs> we were like, that, that's not the Dr. Ian we met. No. <laughs> so we well, had so this group, we had this group chat, and we're all just like, did you read it? Did you read it? Did you finish it? What just happened? <laughs> well, here's the thing. Way too smiley. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The thing is that an author often has to divorce and separate who who he or she is and what he or she believes in and standards and create this world or create scenes that they would not approve of, not be part of. Um, so it really takes a cognitive disconnection uh, to do something like that. And so people are like, wow, you wrote something like that? Like, what do you, like, how can you think of something like that? Part of the work of an author is to be able, you know, to, to move outside of your typical uh, comfort zone of what you're in your environment and to go to other places. I spent a lot of time, guys, just so you know, talking to people, um, random people in the store or wherever on the airplane about things that are really out there, you know, um, or things that I'm not experienced in. And I will ask 30 questions. Like, how does that? And I know sometimes people are like, this guy's weird, but because, because I want to learn and know like the next book, uh, it's called The Overnights, um, and it's about a two local anchor women are in a ratings war during sweeps, and um, one of them is the queen of uh, the evening news, and she is close to being dethroned 
by her competitor. And then something goes awry. So, and the reason why it's called the overnights because in the media business, which I've been in for a long time, the news side of me, um, during uh, ratings period, we call them sweeps. During sweeps, every morning, you get a report of what the ratings are. How well did you do last night? And in the business, we call it the overnights. What did the overnight show? And so that's why this book is called The Overnights. But, but there's, there's a character and there's a situation in this book that I was not familiar with, and I won't spoil it. So I would ask people who are in this kind of world, so how does this work? How does that work? I know that sometimes people think that maybe is Dr. Ian really interested in this stuff, but like doing it himself. But I, I think it's hard to write authentic, authentically if you don't have a feel for it, if you don't research it and learn it and talk to people who are in that situation. So how did you research and prepare for Ash Kane? Yeah, so you guys, I watch so much streaming stuff and I'm a crime fiction aficionado. Um, I love it. I can't stop watching enough of it. In fact, um, when I'm writing, which I'm writing now, I'm actually writing I'm writing a quick diet book uh, for online New Year's for people. I have this idea where um, I just decided, I put on my Instagram that I wanted to help as many people as I could for eight weeks for 99 cents a week. Uh, and so what I'm gonna do is I'm taking a book that I'm writing and I'm not publishing it with my publisher. I am putting it on Amazon myself so I can make it really cheap. So for 99 cents a week, so it's $7.99, you can get rather than paying, I don't know, $24.99 for my stuff. Uh, and then I'm going to have a Zoom call with all these people who wants to join me every week and a Facebook group where we can you know, talk, they can have me. So uh, my goal was to do this um, you know, for eight weeks for 99 cents. Um, I forgot why I got into this tangent, by the way. <laughs> what was your question again? Sorry, I'm so excited about it. Oh, how did you prepare for Ash Kane to, yeah. to write about a PI? Yeah, and so um, so what I always try to do, and I watch all these streaming services, right? Um, and I, my wife is just like, geez, can you watch anything else? But, <laughs> but I'm just in love with it. And I watch, and let me tell you something, guys. The best crime fiction is the European stuff. The stuff in Denmark and Sweden and Finland. I watch all these things in these other countries because it's true detective, private investigator stuff. There's one in Scotland I got upset that they canceled. But um, anyway, so um, so I, I just absorb it and I read it and I study it. I also, by the way, have a really good friend who's a Chicago Police Department detective. And so I'll call him up and I'll go over a case and I'll say, okay, take me from the beginning. You know, when a call comes in, I want to know what happens from the time the call comes in to all the way to someone being sent out from dispatch and getting to the scene, then take me through how a scene is processed. So I'm constantly studying and studying and trying to understand how it all works. There's a lot to it, by the way, and I'm sure I get some of it wrong, but um, it, it's just like a whole nother language, learning a whole nother language. So while I was reading the book, Ash Kane would sometimes do things like chapter 27 and the other stuff we were talking about. And I kept thinking, what would Carolina think if she knew that this is what he was up to right now? Does that is a great question, honestly. <laughs> and I haven't thought of that, by the way. Um, and obviously something's going to happen at some point. But right now, 
this is just Ash's private world that no one knows, and I except for the reader. So you guys have a leg up on the rest of the cast. And I think that the readers have enjoyed knowing that secret, right? That, and the other characters don't know the secret. And so I imagine somewhere down the line in the series, something's going to happen. I haven't figured out what, but something's gonna happen where either someone finds out or they almost stumble upon it. Like something, can you imagine that? Imagine like one of the characters almost stumbling upon him while he's doing his thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right? That but, would be amazing. Right? No, so, no. so maybe he almost gets caught the first time and then he gets caught the second time. I haven't figured it out yet, but anyway, but something like that could happen. <laughs> can you imagine what it must be like for somebody listening to this, wondering just what on earth chapter 27 is all about? <laughs> I hope so. They need to run out and buy the book and read it. <laughs> Yeah, but you can't you can't skip ahead to chapter twenty seven. No, you won't don't do be, that. No, you won't be as shocked by it if you haven't read the rest of the book leading up to it. Yeah. You have to be in love with Ash Kane first. That's yeah. right. Yes. That's yeah. right. Yes, <laughs> well, that's very important. By the way, I'm glad you said that because someone said to me, a book club said to me, you know, I'm really pissed off at him. I said, you're pissed off at him. Well, because I don't approve of it. And I said, well, let's kind of dissect that a little bit. I mean, she said, I love him, but then he did that. So I don't love him anymore. And I said, well, let's think about why he's doing it, okay? And then let's think about our in our, our own head, how many times we have said to ourselves, I wish I could, right? Well, guess what? Ash does it for you. <laughs> well, it's, when the very when that side when when that little bit of the storyline first presented itself for a moment, well, actually for more than a moment, for I think probably the it was maybe the second or third time that little bit of the storyline came up. I thought maybe it was a separate character <laughs> because it was so different. I thought that, oh, well, this is an interesting little side story character line. And it took me a little while to realize, well, she it. This is really Ash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Okay. Let's see where this is. Yes. You, uh, Sarah, you are not by yourself. There are a lot of people that say, I didn't get it at first. Like, I was just trying to figure out what is that actually? And then it would go away, then it would come back, go away. <laughs> So um, I kind of wanted to slowly bring people into it. I didn't want to just spam chapter 27. I wanted to kind of bring you in so you understood chapter 27. <laughs> we only understood it a little bit. There was still a bam when chapter 27 <laughs> hit, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, mm -hmm. and then the, uh, the surprise in the second book didn't seem quite a surprisery after the first no, one. You were like, yeah, yeah, this makes sense. He just <laughs> doing that bag. He's doing his in. Batman thing, you know. That's right. Yeah, that's it's right. just it's just Ash Kane being Ash Kane now. Yeah. <laughs> didn't know you, that at first. But when he does that, can't you just see him? Can't you see him being? He's so cool and he's handsome and he's fearless. You could just see him being like cool in that situation too, even though it's not a cool situation. Right. But, but I yeah. can see him still. He could still have his swagger when he's in that. Mm -hmm. In that frame of mind, you know what I mean? For but sure. you know, in, in the second book, when he's doing the chapter 27-ish like behavior, it's not him doing it at all. He well, just he facilitates, the scene. right? 
He's, yeah, he's not just a facilitator <laughs> for the right. chapter 27-ish right. behavior. <laughs> yes. But you know, even when he was walking his dog in the second book by the lake and stuff was going down, I was still picturing him like cool, calm and collected as he's like grabbing the dog and running away and trying to hide. But I'm still like, he's doing this like, you know, it's no big thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, let me ask you guys a question if I might. Sure. Um, in Wolf Point, did number first question is did you ever figure out what was really happening until the end or if you figured out beforehand when did you figure it out i did not know it until the end i didn't either mm. yeah. i really thought I kept, it was gonna well i'm not gonna say but i it wasn't until the end and i was surprised i was pretty surprised. i kept thinking i was going to be able to tell because i watch um Dr. Ian, you and I are going to have to have a conversation about crime dramas at some point because I am also obsessed with crime dramas <laughs> and it also drives my husband insane. Um, but I kept thinking I was going to be able to figure it out and I didn't. Yeah, so I thought over- I had it figured out. I was wrong. So I can't wait for you guys to read the overnights. Listen, we can't, we can't I, wait I, either. Well, well, <laughs> no. you know, I, like, I like to watch things where I have to think about it. I like to think when I'm watching most of my stuff. I like to try to figure it out. And I honestly, I sometimes I enjoy not figuring it out. I enjoy, I'm like, wow, that was way over here and I'm over here. That's not a failure to me. That's like, that's good because, yeah. you know, it was, sometimes the stuff is too easy to figure out. Like, oh, geez, like, obviously, you know, <laughs> Scooby-Doo, you always knew what Scooby-Doo Whoever was the first person that they met, that was the villain at the end, right? Maybe maybe you could send us the manuscript this time. Yeah, I think that's, I actually think that's a really good idea. I'm, we're pretty good at proofreading, so. So right now the, um, right now it's actually being edited, the manuscript, and I was supposed to have had it before Christmas, the editor actually is running late. Um, because I want to see what the notes are, and because I'm already on another book, I'm already on book four. Oh so, yes, yes. <laughs> we are so excited. Yeah, book four, and all and all the books are different, by the way. So it's all. I mean, it's still Ash. You're right. But the situations are all very different. Um, and so you need some help with chapter twenty-seven on book four. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Sarah's got some ideas. <laughs> yeah. So so. Well, okay, I'm not gonna ruin it. I'm not gonna tell you what I did in book three. We'll just because that's gonna ruin. Let's just yeah, yeah. We don't want to know. We want to read about no, it. No. Um. Anyway, so the idea is I'm on book four already. I'm halfway through that. Wow. Um. And I'm trying to finish that before I get my notes on book three because then I gotta kind of stop mentally and go go back to book three, which I'm I'm going like book three. I haven't read that in over a year now. You know. So. Wow. Yeah, that part of their lives is over for you. You've already moved on. So it Over. would be it would be a challenge to go back in time and yes. then have to fast forward again. I could see where that would be a challenge. And even now, like you guys talk about the unspoken, the unspoken the unspoken came out two years ago. It feels like it came out 10 years ago for me. Like mentally, oh, I've been yeah. so many other places since the unspoken. But the beauty of the series, I have to tell you guys, is that the characters and their story arcs always remain familiar with me. So you know, it's not like a one-off, like the Ancient Nine was a one-off, the Blackbird Pair. But with this one, my head, I have the character and their arc and where I want them to go. And so actually, I still feel in tune with some of the details 
sometimes I have to look back and be like, okay, what did, like what happened here? Because, but I chapter 27, you didn't have to, I I remember that very good. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dr. Ian, it's 741. So we want to be respectful of your time. Although we would say I'm talking with you all night if you want. We're not kicking you out <laughs> <laughs> by any means. Um, well, I, I just want to say that thank you guys so much. I really enjoy um, your passion, not just for my books, but for just books in general. Um, we need readers and we need people who are passionate about reading. Uh, reading is great escapism. Um, reading makes the world smaller in the sense of you can go places that you otherwise maybe can't go physically. Um, so I thank you for supporting books and authors. I, it means a big deal to me. And for those who are still trying to get their weight together, um, they should check out uh, my little self-published book. It's called Burn, Melt, Shred. Um, and it's an eight-week program. It's very small, no frills kind of thing where I'm trying to just get people the information as affordable as possible. Um, and so check that out on Amazon and also my Facebook group is called Burn, Melt, Shred. And you can join the Facebook group. Great, we will. We'll pass it along to our fellow explorers as well. I appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. Happy Stop holidays. Can I say too. that? Not yet. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can. Yes. You can say happy <laughs> okay. right. It was great to see you. Good to see you guys. Great to see you. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. He's so much fun. God, I love him. <laughs> love him. I, I love seeing the wheels turn. Oh, I know. We'll have to have him back. For sure. I'll have him back. I'm excited. I, I'm excited to see if we get to know Julia better. Like I I, I think yeah. we're gonna eventually get to meet her. Yeah, instead I'm of just about that too. Hearing about her blue envelope. Eh, I don't like her. Yeah. yeah. Totally want I I'm team Carolina all the way. Oh yeah, me too, for sure. She's awesome, but I hope we get to meet her. So the next book is the overnights. Mm-hmm. I, I propose that we get a competing podcast and we are the queen podcast and we have to try and outrank them. And I don't know. <laughs> I'm just spitballing here. Wow. I just want us to be a, a ranking podcast at all and be concerned <laughs> with overnights. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I'm wishing that for us in the next year. Is that going on your vision board? I put it on the vision board. Yeah, right. <laughs> I recently read something about that, Elsie, which we can chat about later. But anyway, save it for the after show. That's mm -hmm. right. All right, fellow explorers, our challenge for you this week is to pick up a copy of Dr. Ian. Uh, he's not Dr. Ian K. Smith, and he's writing novels. He's just Ian K. Smith. So pick up a copy of his new book, Wolf Point, and let us know what you think about it. Use the hashtag Siren Soapbox on all the social medias. You can grab the audiobook over at audibletrial.com slash Siren Soapbox, where you can sign up for one month free of Audible, plus you'll get one free audiobook. Sirens, how much fun was this episode? So fun. <laughs> so awesome. much fun. So fun. So fun. And it was so great to see Dr. Ian again, and we didn't even have to fast for it. <laughs> we got to read that's to right consume some reading <laughs> thank you fellow explorer for listening to this episode please make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening right now 
maybe you prefer to look instead of listen, then you should head over to our YouTube channel where you'll find this episode plus lots of extra stuff we're recording for your entertainment. <laughs> Want to know what we're up to next? Head over to our website, sirensoapbox.com and dive in and explore with us. Next week, we're exploring our heritage and you won't want to miss it. You can also explore right alongside us using the tools we've gathered for you. And we certainly hope that you will. Until next time, dive in, stay curious, and be happy. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Siren Soapbox. And a special thank you to C-Strings for providing our music. Snag your latest EP from iTunes today. Follow the Sirens on all the social medias. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Siren Soapbox.